Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hi guys, it's Kylie Hodges here with AfterBuzz TV's Concert Experience, and I am so excited to share with you today a special interview with Erica Chase, LA-based singer-songwriter who has some new music and a unique story to share. Erica, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to have you here. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. I like the futuristic vibe of the studio. Thank you. This is a new studio. Yeah. We're still breaking it in. Uh, so far, nobody has broken any of the TVs on the wall. Cause I might do so that. So many of them. You can, I'm into rock and roll. So. It's actually a it's a gift when when a guest leaves. I guess you get to take one of the TVs. Oh, cool. I recommend the big one. Holidays are coming early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do your Black Friday shopping here. <laughs> okay, so before we break into into the interview, I just want to do a few quick questions to break the ice, kind of get to know you a little bit. So okay. just. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? All right. All right. What is your favorite food? Pizza. Great choice. Favorite movie? Good Will Hunting. Wow. Favorite drink? Um, tea. <laughs> what kind of tea? Mint. Ah. Have you had the herbal Oprah chai? haven't. Oh, it's really good. It's from Starbucks. She's a smart lady. Yeah, Oprah's great. She makes tea now, too. Is she coming in or no? Uh, Maybe later. I wish. (laughs) You get to interview Oprah. You get to interview (laughs) Oprah. That'd be great. What is your favorite song to drive with the windows down to? That's a good one. Maybe Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Yes! That's one of mine, too. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say say Born to Run is a good one. Or Thunder Road. Basically any Bruce. He is the boss. Yes. Uh, favorite song to cry to? Mm. Uh, Jeff Buckley, Lover, You Should Have Come Over. Mm. And if you're stranded on a desert island and you can only take one item with you, what would it be? A guitar. <laughs> That'll Actually, get you a guitar off that and I have to take my dog. Oh. Because well, I'm all right. You get one. Dog or the guitar? Oh, God. Yeah. Tough Pinterest questions never forgive me. TV. I, to, I, I don't know. I plead the fifth, then. I feel like the dog might be a little more helpful in, like, not going insane. He might. I, I feel like I could still write music sans guitar, but yeah. I couldn't live without Hendrix. Yeah, the dogs could be your Wilson. Yeah. Do- uh, your dog's <laughs> name is Hendrix? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's a very cute name. Uh, celebrity crush? Hmm. Jared Leto. Oh. Woo! I'm getting sweaty just thinking yeah. about him. From the My So-Called Life days all oh, the way. Yeah. yeah. Like, OG Jared Leto. Love him. How do you feel about him in the upcoming uh, Suicide Squad? Movie? With the pink hair and all that? Yeah. Are you on board? I mean, I'm on board to see the movie. I yeah. don't know if I'm, that's my favorite look of his, but... Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not the sexiest he's looked. Yeah. But he's Jared Leto. He can do no wrong. Were you crazy about him with the beard and the long hair? I liked the beard and yeah. the long hair. I really I did. Too. Good job, Jared Leto. Yeah. What is one of your pet peeves? Um, People that... Or fake. 
That's a good one. There's a lot of those in yeah. this world. And last but not least, guilty pleasure. Ah, guilty pleasure. I'm pretty nerdy, and I watch, like, a lot of YouTube videos on, like, people's guitar collections and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I find myself, like... That's the guilty pleasure Googling, like, nerdy guitar gear stuff. <laughs> well, it's good. At least it's not something that's, like, ineffective. This is good for your career. Yeah, I guess. All right. So, let's get down to the business Uh-oh. here. Share with me your story. Uh, let's start from the beginning. When did you know you wanted to be a musician? I think it was pretty instinctual from a really early age. Like, my mom has childhood photos of me before I played guitar, and I'm always, like, taking some toy or a toy instrument and, like, doing this. So I just think it was always something that I was gravitating towards. Mm -hmm. But, (laughs) excuse me, I'm just getting over being a little sick. Oh, no, everybody is sick. I know, sorry. We're going to sanitize the studio You should, you should. Um... (laughs) But I I really started when I was seven. I picked up the guitar, and my hands were too small, so it didn't last very long, and got back into it when I was 13. And from there, I just never let it down. And it it, it always was something that was a tool for me to create music, because my favorite, absolute favorite thing in life is creating something out of nothing. Mm. And that's what making art and making music is. It's yeah. creating something that wasn't there before. You sat down and did it. I love that. Yeah. Do you play any other instruments? I play a little bit of piano and bass and drums, mm-hmm. but guitar is my main instrument and main focus. And then when did you start writing? I started writing at 13. Really? Yeah. It was just something I just wanted to do, and so I was, I was writing music and lyrics all the time, and it's my favorite thing to do. Now, have you <laughs> gone through and found any, like, tapes or any notebooks of things you wrote when you were 13 l- lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, how do you that, feel about those things now? They're very, like, <laughs> vintage <laughs> middle school experiences that, like, oh, I don't no. care to relive now. Yeah. But but I'm glad that I started at that age and yeah. kind of just, like, worked through my own feelings and in that way. Because a lot of kids, you know, are so insecure at 13 14 mm-hmm. and they don't they don't have like an outlet to express themselves so having that creative outlet or having an athletic outlet or whatever it is good friends or something i think is like vital especially mm-hmm. in like this age of social media and internet and you don't know what to do and where to go and how so to true. express yourself so i'm so grateful that i like found the guitar or it found me and and that's great yeah. uh all right, you had a near-death experience. I did. Tell me, tell me what happened. Yeah, so that was really crazy, and that literally pushed me into chasing my dreams of being an artist. Um, the quick backstory is I was figuring out what I was going to do after I graduated college, and I always, I had a band in college, and I was writing all the time, and it was something I wanted to do, but I didn't know how one pursues being a a musician Mm -hmm. and if that was something that I should do after getting an education I I felt sort of like I had to do something with my education and so I decided to apply for this program called Teach for America Mm -hmm. and it's where they send you to inner cities to teach and then you get a degree while doing that and I was like this sounds cool I'd love to help people and do these kind of things And I got rejected from this program, 
And when I got rejected, I found myself, I like wasn't distraught about it. And my reaction to it made me realize that this wasn't like where my heart was. But then I was left with like, okay, so now what do I do? I have, I have zero plan. And my dad had befriended this guy who knew this guy named Dana Strum, who's an 80s rock star guy. And, um, <laughs> and he arranged to have Dana give me a call. I had no idea who Dana was. I had to Google him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he looks interesting. And uh, so Dana gave me a call on on February 2nd and February 1st actually and we chatted for about an hour and I had never spoke February 1st of 2015 of no of 20 of 2006 okay I was like wait this is so recent <laughs> oh my god no it's still exciting though please continue it's coming up on 10 years so it's really crazy um but Dana I'd never spoken to anyone in the music business before and he has asked me all these questions everything from what are your influences to what are your desires and I had never even asked myself these questions yet so I had no idea mm-hmm. and after I got off the phone with him I felt just this intense energy like vacillating between elation and fear I, I felt like I sensed something was about to happen and the next day, when I went to meet my friend for lunch, I was riding my bicycle, and I got hit by a truck. And everything immediately went all white. And my memory, my first memory, is waking up in a helicopter with a mask over my face. Oh, my God. And it was so crazy and so out of body that I remember seeing my actual body from outside of it. And I was like, what is happening? Wow. And... uh Thankfully, I only suffered, like, really minor injuries. Really? Even though the bike was shattered in pieces on the street and the truck's windshield was shattered. Did you break any bones? I didn't. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't. I barely had a scratch. I injured my left foot and had to walk with a cane for a bit, but nothing was no permanent damage or anything like that. Wow. And um, so that instantly made me realize that okay, I get the message, life. <laughs> I'm going to go and do it to my heart, and that's pursue a music career. And there's a significance that this happened the day after I talked to this person, and then Dana and I met a few weeks later, and I sort of auditioned for him, and he saw some raw potential, and we decided to go on this crazy journey together, and here I am. Wow. <laughs> you know, some people, when they have a near-death experience, find God... But you found music, <laughs> which arguably could be more fun. Yeah. I'm going to say sounds a little more fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, no offense to anyone. But <laughs> yeah, but, really I, but I think that that's such an incredible thing that happened to you. Have you used your experience as um, a way to channel what you write about now? Or is it... Yeah, definitely. I think it just... It changed every aspect of my life and made me not sweat the little things as much and mm-hmm. just put things into a bigger perspective and made me... What it really did for me was it made me extremely grateful Yeah. for everything. And, you know, I wake up every day and I'm so grateful to have an amazing family, friends, my help, other than this bronchitis, and, um, and the, the ability to create art and create music for a living that's yeah. so amazing and rare and i'm just so excited about it 
So can you describe your style to me, your voice? How would you describe your sound? Yeah, I think my voice is really uniquely different for a female artist. Actually, a lot of times before people meet me and they just hear my music, they're like, is that a, is that a guy? Is that a girl? It's kind of has like a little bit of a androgynous maybe quality to it because it's it's deeper and, and richer. It's not like a Mariah Carey mm-hmm. type like vocal gymnastic type voice. Yeah. It's more like kind of gritty and soulful, I guess. And I'm very influenced by the Beatles, Fleetwood Mac, all that kind of stuff. Really good harmonies and good melodies. So it's it's pop rock, old school meets new school, like Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran. Ooh, I am loving the names yeah. that you just mentioned. I'm just dropping. Let me pick up those names I just dropped. So. <laughs> Talk to me about some of the people who have worked with you so far in your career. And, and has there been a surreal moment for you that's been tied into some of these big names that you've worked with? Hmm. Like when you met um, Dana, was that? I mean, I feel like if I were in your shoes, I would be like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. This can't be real. You know what? I think because I was so naive, it, it and because I grew up in LA, I've never been like phased by meeting like famous people or something because they're just people and they need to live somewhere and. Mm-hmm go to the grocery store and do what they do and so and because i didn't know of dana's music and wasn't like a fan mm-hmm. back then i am now mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't like oh my god i'm meeting dana strum from slaughter yeah ignorance I, is bliss so in this situation Dana's just like nerves. this dude that i know yeah um but i think that there's been some surreal things that have happened to me so far but um I think the most surreal was definitely my accident that pushed me into this career. And, um, but yeah, I've I've done some cool like publicity stuff and some cool stuff in the studio. Um, but there's so much more I want to do. So let's talk about when you're actually in the studio. Tell me a little bit about your upcoming single and tell me about the sound and when we can all hear it. And yeah, yeah. So the first single that. I am so excited to release is a song called Paris and um, we recorded it in three different cities over the course of about a year and a half. We recorded it in Vegas, Nashville, and here in LA. So it's got a lot of different aspects to it and it's it's really cool. It's, it's kind of a soulful ballad but it's got a sort of a hip-hop groove to it so mm. you can, can kind of move and shake to it and um, it's going to be released at the start of the year. In 2016? 2016. Very exciting. And where can people go to find it when it is coming Um out? It'll be on all digital platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and you can go to ericachase.com and any of my social media is at ericachasemusic and be bombarded with lots of information. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you're a native Angelino. I am. What part of L.A. did you grow up in? I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Oh, specifically what part? Because we're uh, in that right now. We are in, in that Burbank. right now. We're in the old stomping, old stomping grounds. I grew up, like, my childhood home, I guess, what the time I s- the most spent on my childhood is in Tarzana. Okay. So do you feel like because you grew up in L.A., you have a little bit of an advantage because... You've already been around the the most, I'd say, central part of the music industry. 
you know, you, you grew up near Hollywood. Did You probably weren't ever afraid of it, were you? Um, that's an interesting question. I think, but because I grew up here, I, I took it for granted. Mm. And I also, even though I grew up here, I didn't know anyone in the industry. So it's not like I could call up Jimmy Iovine or something right. and be like, hey, Jim, yeah. how you doing? Um, so it's still, it didn't matter really. It's You just have to have the drive and the patience to keep going and believe in yourself. Mm. So where are we going to see you in five years? What are you going to be doing? What are you going to be accomplished? Hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years? I want to just make so much music and tour all over the world and also use that platform to do what I also love to do, which is volunteer work and help people and just give back. For the second chance that I got to be here, there's a lot of people that don't get that. So Fantastic. Well, Erica, it was a pleasure talking to you in the studio today. Can you please yeah. tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where yes. they can find your music, everything they need to know about finding you? Yes. You can all find me at ericachase.com or on Facebook, Erica Chase Official, Twitter at Erica Chase Music, and at Erica Chase Music on Instagram, too. Fantastic. <laughs> and you guys can follow me on Twitter at the Kylie Hodges or Instagram just at Kylie Hodges. Erica, thank you so much for joining me oh, today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you, everybody on the interwebs, for watching, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you all. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.